0: I'm Karen Wright. It is 9:34, and you are listening to a Minnesota Morning. And it is time now for our gardening segment with the Master Gardeners. It's usually Barbara, but Barbara's not here today, so I have with us fellow Master Gardener Harvey Hess. Good morning, Harvey.
1: Good morning.
0: Hey, Harvey. I was joking this morning. I I got this book in the in the mail from. Um, it's, you know, I get books all the time. They want me to review them, et cetera. And this one's called The Grumpy Gardener, an A to Z Guide from the Galaxy's Most Irritable Green Thumb. And I said, yeah, that's my friend Harvey. No, oh, you're yeah. not grumpy, <laughs> Harvey. You know, I've never seen anybody more that's nicer than you. So um, this guy, though, his, his, he's apparently an editor for uh, the Southern Living Garden magazine, which, of course, a lot of the stuff isn't applicable to us. Right,
1: wrong zone.
0: Wrong wrong zone, right. They're probably, what, six, seven, eight or something, and we're three to four, depending on which part you are. This is one piece of advice that I think you'll you'll enjoy. I'm going to read this to you. He says, this is a question he got from someone. I dug up a huge clump of pompous grass, and now I see two oil pipes sticking out of the ground. What plants can I use to hide them that cost next to nothing, need no maintenance, and bloom 365 days a year? Got any answers?
1: I have no idea.
0: Okay, so yeah, so cheap, uh, no maintenance, and Bloom 365 (coughs) today is the year. Here's his answer. He said, There's only one answer plastic flowers (laughs) he says they're cheap they don't require watering they don't need fertilizer they never stop blooming and last forever best of all they come in bizarre colors that real flowers don't offer you can have blue poinsettias purple daffodils orange hydrangeas and golden geraniums remember though that good design requires flowers to be seasonally appropriate don't display poinsettias in the summer or geraniums in the winter or people will think that you're clueless Okay, I'm just kidding. No real plant meets all of your requirements, so I'd use boxwood or Utopia Plum you to hide the pipes. Well, in the in this case, boxwood generally in our area doesn't work uh, because
1: of the, the zone. But yeah.
0: but I thought, well, you know, that is true. If, if you are a person who wants, because I hear that, and you probably do too, I want something with no maintenance. I won't have to do anything.
1: Then you're not a true gardener.
0: You're not a gardener at all. No. But you want, <coughs> see, but they love the look. They love that look. Yeah,
1: well, that's. Then yeah.
0: you hire a gardener garden
1: to do it yeah no i i like to garden the plants themselves and yeah they you get different ones in different seasons and stuff and and they change and but um, it's always um nice get up in the morning and look out and see something different
0: now you and i were out yesterday i I took the day off basically so i could (coughs) garden and i gardened eight hours yesterday harvey huh (laughs) and i'm sore today i bet. <laughs> well, here's the deal. You know, I've got, I went to a big box store and they had a sale on plants. See, this is a good time of year and you can find sales. Oh, yeah. And uh, so they had shrubs, uh, junipers, uh, mugo pines. They had bru- uh, uh, spruce, um, bird's nest spruce, beautiful thing, 50 cents each.
1: Well, this is a good time to plant that stuff, too.
0: Right. And But they just wanted to get rid of, to move in their Christmas stuff. Right, right. So I bought a whole bunch, not knowing that I don't really have a place for it.
1: <laughs> well, you can always find some place. <laughs> so,
0: so at the lake, I went on the hillside, and I just started putting the, these shrubs. I thought, you know, for 50 cents, if they grow, great
1: and then if they do grow and you want to put them someplace else and before they get too big dig them out and put them uh, transplant some other place
0: and i know that i've heard some people say this and i suppose it's true because what do nurseries do in the winter to all their plants that that they don't (coughs) sell well a lot of times they leave them out because they're hardy um or what i've done sometimes if, if i don't get them in the ground you know where i want them you can leave them in the pot and sometimes i'll bury the pot in the ground and just pull it out next spring and
1: well, on the way up <clears throat> to the cities, I've seen uh, one nursery there, and they'll have trees out there, but they're big balls, uh, and 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 they just leave them out there all winter. And I think they cover them with some type of uh, uh, mulch or something, but uh, they stay out there all winter. Right. So I mean, but if you got to water them. Right. Yeah. Make sure you got them watered. Now
0: good. is a critical time. <coughs> I think a lot of people think, well, they're not really growing; they're losing their leaves. Yeah. So why would they need water? Well, they do because it's a long. Dry winter because the the water can't go it, down. Below. Your
1: roots are still alive, right? And they they need that water.
0: Absolutely. Now, what did you do yesterday? You mentioned you were.
1: Oh, I I had I have a few dahlias, or, um, gladiolas, and I dug those. And then I got some ismi, which is a proven proof daffodil. And I dug those, and I had them in two different places. And the one place I never had them before and I didn't have them as close as the other one, and I wanted to dig them out, and I thought, oh man, this is gonna be some work. They were huge. It was like digging my dahlias, you know, that.
0: Because dahlias, when you plant them there, there's one little tuber, <coughs> and then all of a sudden, by the end of the fall, when you dig it, it's this giant, it looks like this cow with multiple, multiple, multiple teats, like about, you know, 20 yeah. or 30 of them hanging on there. Because I remember the first time I dug up a dahlia, and I thought, what in the world? So that's what I, I
1: had the same experience too. The first time I had one, you get one in the mail or something. You know, it, it's not very big. No. And then in the fall, I went to dig it. And I stuck the fork down, and oh, it's it's, it's a giant clone. Yeah, like it I is. said, it's
0: like a cow <clears throat> with an udder that's got about twenty or thirty teats <laughs> hanging from it.
1: Well, I I dig mine, you know, and I uh, have I have twenty different varieties, and right? Stuff. You're extreme, yeah. And uh, when I dig in the fall and I wash it off, stuff, and then in the spring, I can divide that and get four, or five, sometimes six plants out of one.
0: How do you divide them? That's my question, because I'm always afraid if I break it up that I won't get. Because don't you have to have an eye or something?
1: Well, it it's uh they're on the stem. And so, what I generally <clears throat> do in the spring is wait until they start growing just a little bit, so I can see where they're coming oh, from. Oh, you
0: wait till they they start, start growing yeah. in the spring. You don't split I, them up before.
1: No, I, I, I. Well, the only time I split them in the, in a fall is if they're so big I can't put them in, the, in one of my containers. I'll split them up a little bit. Then I just split them because there's enough others there coming, so I, I don't worry about losing them.
0: So, but but the dahlias and the canna lilies, which I have I don't um you wait till the first hard frost, and the the foliage <clears> on the top <throat> freezes back, right, and, and then you dig them. Well,
1: uh, what we usually do is is to go out there once it freezes, and they turn black. Yep. go out there and cut them off maybe three, four inches from the from, from the, the ground, th- mm-hmm. and then um, it it helps if you wait a few days. Because then they they kind of harden themselves uh, off when uh-huh. you take that stem off. and then I dig them out, and sure. then then I wash them off and uh, put them in I got containers where I put them in peat moss and then put them down in the basement. I do the over. same thing.
0: I get peat moss and and the, but I put um newspaper between the layers so I can have several layers in a container. And you don't want it soaking wet, the peat moss, but you don't want it bone dry because they need a little moisture. Right.
1: Yeah, I, I just have a small, con- shorter containers. I have.
0: Yeah, one, I do too, like flat. Um, <coughs> but uh,
1: I just have one level in there. Oh, you do. And I got covers for the, the and they're, what, two by three or something yep. like that. Mm-hmm. And I got covers for them. And so in the wintertime, I'll go down there and check them. And if, the, if it gets too dry, I'll put the cover on. And oh. if it gets too wet, then I take the cover off.
0: Sure, and and you got to be careful if there's any, you feel if there's anything that got mushy or soft, make sure you yeah. take that out or everything will spoil.
1: <clears throat> yeah, yeah, you've got to be careful on that. But I, I generally cover everything, the stems and everything. Uh, after I get them in, I maybe cut some of the stems off so they're not real long in that.
0: Right, and and so, yeah, so my my big one will be What it freezes is the canna lilies because I've got a lot of those. And and so I know you've got the dahlias. I was going to give up on my dahlia this year, and we were chatting about that before we came on the air. I've got this dahlia that people just comment it's just beautiful it's it looks like a pom-pom but it gets so tall and it just I mean eventually they get so heavy that they flop over and that bothers me but you said you actually I put
1: the tomato cages around all of mine right away and when I plant them in the spring because um, most of your dahlias will get four or five feet tall or more more and so I got the tomato cages around them then.
0: Do you have problems with the dinner plate ones, which are the really big ones, like as big as your head, flopping more than the other? These are these are little ones. They're just like little pom poms, but they flop even.
1: Um, the dinner plate ones, yes, uh, at some. But I got some that are not quite as big as the dinner plate, but they're a ball, and they uh, flop. Uh, well especially after rain right. i mean you get so much rain in there it's so heavy in there so um i i try and if i know it's going to rain and i want to get some out of there i'll i'll go out and cut some and and uh before it rains just to help it out and, and then after i uh, rain you know when the flop i go through and i just uh cut them all back and sh- throw them away and, and stuff so do you yeah okay so because well, i've gotten lots of Blossoms out there all the time.
0: Did you get in a hard freeze? Because you know, that one night it got down to 30 (coughs) something, and my husband did cover a bunch of our stuff, but I don't think it was hard enough because I didn't really lose anything.
1: I didn't cover anything. I don't cover anything, but I did see uh, a little bit on the squash leaves. Okay. And then up by my house, I have some um, coleus and those leaves the next morning they started to curl a little bit so they got touched a little bit but it wasn't a hard freeze. I had nothing in my dahlias or roses that I could see that.
0: Well coleus are more sensitive and I've yes. got a huge patch of them and you know in the spring when I, when you want to buy them some of those beautiful plants are something like five, five or six dollars each so what I did before I knew it was going to freeze I went out and I just started cut, cut 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 I cut it just a whole bunch so I had all these giant plants put them in a big paper bag and came in the house, and then I, I started cutting. So I've probably got 30 or 40 cuttings. <laughs>
1: in, in water? I put them in water, water right. So with coles, you,
0: you cut them, um, find a main branch, and yeah. then you uh, cut Uh, just below a nodule because that's where the roots will form. And then I cut off most of the leaves except just the very tippy top ones. So there's just a few and I'll put them in water and within a short time, they will start to develop roots. Oh yeah. And then I will put them in some, some some soil
1: or something. And
0: so what I did last year, then, then they kept, you know, growing through the winter and growing. And then, then I was able to make even more cuttings from those so by springtime, I had a whole bunch, and I could fill up the whole side yard with with my coleus without having to spend anything more, which was great.
1: I, I have done some cuttings in the past. I don't do a lot of that. My my sister does. She cuts yeah. and she'll see a coleus that's really colorful and stuff, and she'll go and cut and, and start some of them. Generally, I I don't bother with coleus in the fall, but I in, in the spring I, I just start from seed. Oh,
0: you again, do. Yeah. Well, some of the hybrid ones though, which maybe, I know you can't sell them, but um, you know, so you can't you can do cuttings for yeah. yourself but not sell them obviously mm-hmm. but um they because they're just so expensive but some by seed they just aren't the bigger varieties that are like these hybrid ones that are just really cool well, i've
1: got some in the back of the house that are, are big uh, from ones. seed yeah okay yeah i get i get some of i get quite a variety uh from seed and I had them in the greenhouse, my my little greenhouse, the spring, and and the granddaughters from the cities came down. I said, "Take what you want." Well, they took all the nice ones, and, <laughs> <laughs> but I still have some beautiful that'll ones. Go,
0: that'll teach you, right? <laughs> <laughs> I still
1: have some beautiful ones out there. I was thinking about even starting some now, but um, from seed? Yeah. Okay. But I, then I thought, well, where mm-hmm. I'm gonna put them? I got You got gotta, a heated garage. With I lights. got a heated garage, but I got 50 pots out there already.
0: Oh, well. <laughs> okay. Well, you're. It's you're. it's
1: things that I I have out there, and then I'll put them outside in the summertime, and then bring them back in again. I don't take anything from outside into the main house because I got plants in there too, because of bugs or anything. But I put them out in the garage, and I've got one geranium that's. Um, Oh, must be at least 15 years old already. And I cut it real back a uh, lot this summer, and now it's only about oh, six inches tall, but it's just the whole pot is full of green leaves and stuff. So, so it looks so, real healthy. Uh, yeah. It's a red one, and then I have a white one. Um, and then I've, I've got a, um ornamental pepper that is um, at least three or four years old and it, it hasn't grown tall, but it ha- does start to spread out a little bit. But that pepper has peppers on all year long. You know, and, and, you know, some, uh, a guy from our church so he likes hot peppers. So I'm going to cut some of those they off. They give them there. the real hot peppers. they, they are hot. I mean,. Uh, but most of your ornamental peppers you can you can eat, too. It's just that they're so hot.
0: That Yeah, you don't want to use very much. <clears throat> well, I ended up taking, as Barb had suggested, taking all my plants inside that I want to keep because it, when it gets this cold out, it's mm-hmm. hard for them to adjust to such a, a big temperature difference right. because if you do all of a sudden realize there's something you left outside and you say, oh, I should bring it in, you might have a leaf loss from that sudden temperature fluctuation oh, yeah.
1: usually do yeah yeah
0: so i mean just know that that's what's happening
1: that's that's what happens over winter you lose some of the leaves but then i put them out in the summertime and that just reinvigorates them yeah i i i had a bunch of dahlias this year or um um not dahlias um huh i don't
0: begonias know. oh begonias okay
1: and i had the nicest one big red and stuff and i had i had it in a pot and i buried the pot in my begonia garden mm-hmm. so i got it out and of course it's the first one i dug out and then i'm cleaning it off and stuff and the thing broke off right next to the ground the plant the plant then. okay and so what i did was i i left the that part in that pot i got another pot and i Stuck this all in that, that pot and I've got that out there. I don't know if it's going to root or not, but I noticed on the one that I had that broke off that is starting to a couple little greens coming out of there. So maybe it's going to grow from that that's still from that root yet. So maybe I'll get something out of it.
0: As a gardener, we are always eternally. Hopeful. I mean, yeah. that, that is one thing you have. You, hope is al- is alive. If you're gardening, you just have to, or else you you'd not do it. Well, that's so
1: interesting to see how the things grow different ways and stuff like that.
0: So you know, I've had a problem with voles. I've talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. And so in this book, The Grumpy Gardener, there's a a special segment called Vole Wars. So he says, faithful reader. Voles have eaten my entire patch of hostas, any bulbs other than daffodils, and one year ate my monkey grass one little clump at a time. Why do they eat such nice plants? How can I get rid of them? Can I mail them to you? Uh, And and Grumpy Gardener said... The easy answer is that voles prefer any plant you consider valuable or irreplaceable. (laughs) True. Thus, they will always eat your hostas, toad lilies, plants with fleshy, juicy stems, and just about any bulb, corm, or tuber besides narcissus, which poisons the little slobs. The grump appreciates your offer to ship him boxes of voles for Christmas dinner, but frankly, they're so small it takes forever to prepare them. Hmm, maybe (laughs) I could do something like hot wings. And so here's what he says, which I thought was interesting, because, you know, I trap. I do little traps and get a whole bunch of them. He says, Voles are related to lemmings, and thus the perfect for lemming meringue pie. Ha, ha, ha. (laughs) Like lemmings, their populations explode suddenly and then fortunately die off. Cats are one reason. Ketchup, my oldest cat, is an expert vole hunter. Ever try voles with ketchup? Mm, sounds delish. <laughs> other than cats, two things I've done to limit vole damage is to plant susceptible plants inside cages of hardware cloth and to scrape away any mulch or plant debris from the base of the plant. Voles love to burrow underneath the mulch where they can't be seen by predators. If you're planting bulbs, plant bulbs that voles and other rodents don't eat. So here's what you can plant. Daffodils, Glory of the Snow, Grape Hyacinths, Snowdrops, Snowflakes, Spanish Bluebells, Squills, and Alliums. And see, the the one that isn't there that I love is tulips. Oh, yeah. Because they love, it's like squirrels, too. They yeah. love, so, the uh, and,
1: yeah. With, with your squirrels, it's t- tulips and, and um, black walnut. Oh, they love to plant black walnuts all over. It. And, and he, he, you'll have a black walnut tree coming up to the strangest place. Yeah. But it's... <laughs>
0: That's what they do. If
1: they plant them for the winter, I wish they'd dig them back up and eat them before they start in the spring.
0: But I think they forget. Now, he said, what doesn't work to get rid of voles? He says, over the years, I've tried poison peanuts. They don't look like peanuts, animal repellent, vole traps, and spreading gravel around. None of these has had any appreciable effect on the vole population or the damage they do. So basically, you have to plant things that they don't like.
1: I, I don't have any trouble with voles. I just don't have any out where I live. I, I do have some moles, but I don't have the voles. Cuz
0: moles dig the holes. Now, they they have under. Uh,
1: they can just uh, get underneath the uh, especially in the lawn and they
0: No, no, that's voles. That's the voles. If Well they,
1: the grass comes up a little bit, they yeah, just Yeah,
0: and they just tunnel through it. Those are oh. the voles, yeah. And Whoa. if you trap them, you'll see they've got these pointy, flat um, noses, kind of um, pointy, and then they got these beady little eyes. They're really, like, cute. So when you when you snap one in a trap, this is probably not very appetizing for eating, but when you <laughs> snap <laughs> one in a trap, they just got these cute, big, beady little eyes. I'll bet you it's voles.
1: Well, I don't have a problem getting rid of those.
0: How do you get rid of them?
1: I go into uh, in the store and go to the kids' section and, and get those little... Stems with the whirlybird on them on top. Yeah. And take them out and stick them in their t- tunnel.
0: And that works?
1: That gets rid of mine.
0: Wow. Well.
1: They don't, don't, and uh, pocket gophers, too. I had a, okay. I had a pocket gopher start come in on one of my lawns, and I just stuck these in, in the different um, tunnels, and they don't like the vibration. Okay. Uh, they can't get rid of the vibration, so they. they I don't leave. know
0: that that's been, uh, Proven by research, no. but but if it works for you, sure. hey, that's
1: that's what I use. I I got a whole bale full of those little ones, little things around. I won't I won't give them to the grandchildren it's either. They're like mine. <laughs> They're mine.
0: Funny. So, are you planting any uh, tulips or fall bulbs? Because now is the time to do that.
1: Yep, now's time to do it. But I'm not going to this year. No. No, you've got enough. Yeah, I'm. I've got some gardens that um, have gotten overrun and stuff. I got to do something to, with them, and so. Um, I just don't have the time or place to put them right now either, because I want to. I want to refinish the gardens and do something different next year.
0: Yeah, well, you know that that's the thing. Every garden season, it's it's the end now. So, have you gone through and kind of looked and found what was successful and what wasn't successful? Is there something you said I'm not doing this again, or I will? I'm definitely going to do this again.
1: Um, I think the biggest thing is is I had. Um, uh, trouble with my tomatoes uh, they um, I had them I put cages around them right but I had cut m- my cages off so they're they're only in the ground about eight inches
0: oh too short
1: too short but I put always put a post by them oh okay th- to hold them and that works except that I for- didn't get take the time to put the posts around them and then pretty soon oh, they're blown over they're and tipping stuff. over and then I also had um, Uh, late blight and and,
0: a uh, lot of people did there was so much moisture this year so many people got that blight
1: but I I, I read on our from one of the master gardeners they had a a certain spray that she sprayed them and she said hers were looking good so I got to try and find that and maybe try that next year too and see and then the other thing is um, well my worst thing is is, uh, in my rose gardens and the um um uh, the other plant that has blossoms in the spring, they get uh, a lot of uh, diseased leaves and stuff, and I want to make sure I spray some huma- uh, uh fungicide, fungicide on them earlier in the season and, and uh, keep them going. I did that one year, and I had real nice plants, and I just didn't have the time this year and, and stuff. And
0: well, you know, one thing I decided that uh, I in the the lake by the lake house, they had a ton of flocks that came up, you know, and and this. We bought it last December, so this year was kind of the year when I decided, well, what do I like about what's here? What don't I like what's here? And I have basically pulled out all of the flocks, And you know why?
1: Oh, they're invasive.
0: Well, powdery mildew. They oh, okay. have so bad a powdery mildew... Um, that I just decided, you know, I'm not going to deal with these. They, they're they pretty. I love the color. But yes, they are invasive because they were everywhere. So I basically pulled all of that out. Another thing I learned, I planted a bean this year. It was a flat, I don't know if you call it a broad bean, but it was a yellow one. And I should look up the variety. But it, it had great beans. And then all of a sudden, just everything just died just like that. So I don't know if I got a disease. I don't know what happened. But I've got this other uh, green a green pole bean that that climbs that beautiful i'll have to look um up the name but it was a one of those that's on the all american selections the the ones that that basically if you find a uh-huh. um let's see a, a- A-S-A. A-S-A on it uh, all no all aas yeah A-A-S. A, yeah right if you see that on the seed packet you know that it's been proven and boy these i went out and i picked a giant Containerful and I just have not that many plants. So, so you know, that's the kind of thing you learn. It's like, I'm not going to do this again. I'm going to do this again. And so um, those are just a couple things that I've done.
1: I had a, a, a granddaughter was down here this spring, and, and we, we went, I think it was over to Fairwell place over there. Anyway, they bought some red beans that we planted and then some um, uh, okra and uh, what's that other one anyway those are still out in the garden we gotta get those but uh, the beans though we pulled those vines and I left them in the garage and let them dried and now I've shucked them all out so now she's got red beans for um, some food or soups or, or chili or something like that which was and they're nice beans Beverly always used to have some beans, uh, pole beans, and she just leave, never picked them all summer. Right, just let them just dry left out. her all until the winter time, and then we wouldn't pick them. And and she had some that were different colors and everything, and she always put them in a like a gallon, a glass container, and and so she had beans all winter, uh, different colors and stuff. And That's so, fun, yeah. 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 So,
0: well, so other things to do. The leaves are falling now, Harvey. As far as raking the leaves, you know, it's it's not always the best idea to rake everything up of course everybody wants to have this pristine lawn but if you can run them over with a mulching mower because the ground up particles filter down to the soil they enrich it add and attract earthworms or you can bag the chopped leaves and use them to mulch your planting beds and that's what I do Uh, I basically have this um, machine it's it's a leaf blower but it also it shreds it so it sucks them them up and it shreds it in this big bag it takes forever but it's fun and then I use that as my mulch for covering the roses and things in the winter but don't cover anything yet until no. the freeze,
1: yeah, you don't want to cover any of your roses until it gets if they freeze first. And um, I, I did, de- I used to dig some of my roses in the Minnesota method and stuff, but that's a lot of work. And
0: now that's the the hybrid tea roses. Yeah, the, th- those are the fancy ones that are so beautiful. Yeah, but fussy.
1: Yeah, and then I, w- I was started bagging leaves and putting that around the, uh, and then throw a few leaves on top. And this year though I. I'm not going to because I can't, uh, physically can't do all that anymore. So what I did is is this summer I went <coughs> and put uh, mulch around all my roses, uh, fabric down in, and then I'm going to pull that fabric away from the rose and then take um, uh, uh, peat moss. It was the peat moss that I had around my um, uh, dahlias all winter, mm-hmm. and I'm going to make a cone in there and then put this parry back and put the mulch back and and uh, see if that will work. Um, you're not gonna keep them from freezing. What you're doing is you're trying to keep them from freezing, thawing in the spring. That's what really That's kills what them. That's what kills the roses. And so I'm gonna try this and see if it works for me.
0: You know, I think you've also discovered something. As we get older, Harvey, and I'm, gonna f- <laughs> I'm finding this too, like I said, I spent eight hours just gardening all day yesterday and you come and you're a little more sore and so part of the thing, what I'm doing out the lake, rather than planting so many flowers, I'm planting more shrubs that won't take quite as much uh, effort because it, it all adds up.
1: Well, I don't want to lose my rose garden, you know. No, I um, yeah. I I do all. Um, I have a walker because I can't walk around very much, and then I have a, a little John Deere garden tractor, and and so I do all my gardening sitting on uh, the walker, and I've got a little. Um, Rake, hole type thing, and it's about three feet long, and I can reach when I need to and stuff. And I, I got a spade, and I dug, I planted all my dahlias this, this spring. But and I do it from sitting in there. Um, but I dig the hole, and I kind of d- drop them in when I right. put them in there. But I start all my my dahlias. I I start in pots in the spring too before I put them outside. Yeah, I do too with my yeah. my can,
0: it's just to get my head start. Yeah. So.
1: But um, I do all that from my little.
0: So Harvey, kid. you should write a book on you know gardening from your from your walker. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I don't know that I've seen one like that yet.
1: And uh, well, the thing of it is, uh, if I'm and my rose garden and uh, it's sitting on grass, yep, it can. If you lean over too far, it can, or slip away from you, and it will fall. <laughs> tip, I've tip done that over. a couple of times. <laughs> But oh, I, d- I take it out in the garden and to plant and then to weed and stuff, I don't worry because if you take it out in the garden, those four wheels, it'll sink into the dirt enough so it's not going to move. So you're so. just
0: like your own little, little uh, uh, facilities.
1: It, yeah. <laughs> planted it, in the ground. It works great.
0: All right, Harvey, thank you so much for coming in today. We're out of time, but appreciate it. Until next time, happy gardening. Same to you. All, All right.